but it happens enough that you establish a routine. And the same thing is true with these kind of quotes unquote business marriage meetings, which is if it happens, if you schedule it, it'll happen enough of the time so that it's just part and parcel of what you guys do. Right. And it's not threatening. It's not frightening. It's not, oh God, let me out of this. It's just what you do. Like you brush your teeth or you, you know, go get a checkup. This week, are you and your spouse having marriage meetings? Maybe you should, and they don't have to be a slog or boring or whatever. Dr. Noel Nelson offers tips. Stay tuned. I'm going to keep this short. First, thank you for listening. If you're a regular listener, I would greatly appreciate it if you would leave a review on whatever platform you listen to us on. This will help others discover us. Also, if you like the podcast, I highly recommend visiting our website, hitchedmag.com, which is updated daily with new content and where you will find thousands of articles available anytime. Lastly, I understand that not everything we talk about applies to everyone. However, I am confident that if you go to hitchmag.com and subscribe to our free weekly newsletter, that you will find at least one and probably more pieces of information each week that will help your marriage thrive. I hope you enjoy. Hey, everybody. Welcome back. This is Steve Cooper, editor-in-chief of HitchedMag.com. I am joined once again with the brilliant, uh, the talented, the kind, the knowledgeable Dr. Noelle Nelson. Hi, Noelle. Hi, Steve. Hello. Uh, so Noelle is a, in addition to all those lovely things I just said, is also a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, is the author of many best-selling books and much, much more. You can get this information and more at her website, noellenelson.com. Um, so today we're going to talk about... Um, marriage meetings, are they annoying or are they fruitful? And so there is a practical side to marriage that usually means meetings of some kind must occur where that's, you know, a quiet back and forth as you prepare for bed or you sit down at the kitchen table. Um, we do need to work things out, uh, if you're in any kind of like long-term relationship like this, but often the meetings feel unproductive. Um, but you, Noel, say that there are ways to go about these meetings that can yield good results efficiently. So let's assume this is a sit at the table on a quiet Saturday morning for starters. What does this look like? Well, let's pick a typical meeting subject in a marriage, the budget. Got it. <laughs> Which usually nobody wants to talk about. And we'd all like to pretend that, you know, money is unlimited and we don't have to do this kind of meeting, but more often than not, we do. So there you are. And the first thing to ask yourself is, what is my purpose? So of course, off the top of your head, you're going to think, well, duh, the purpose is to figure out the budget for the next month or the next whatever. Could, good, true. However, it is also to make an ever stronger and happier marriage. See, that's the part that people forget, Steve, is that you're not really sitting down just to do the budget. And 
frankly, any people could do that that weren't related, etc. But here you are, spouses trying to do this. Mm-hmm. So if spouses are trying to do this, it must be for a a bigger purpose. I don't mean a more noble purpose or anything like that, right. but a bigger purpose. And that, frankly, makes it a little bit easier to sit down at that table. Yeah. If you think in those terms. I I I love the idea of this meta view because I feel like in general, the problems that we have um, locally, nationally, globally are these meta problems where we continue to focus on individual incidents while we and argue over little tiny things, but we miss the larger mm-hmm. grand scheme of thing. And what right. you're talking about is building this foundation for success through yes. individual uh, experiences and meetings. Um, right. So once you've defined your purpose, what's the next step? Well, if I can come back to purpose just for a moment, is that it also makes it a lot easier to sit down at the table. Right. Because if the the only thing you're thinking is, oh, gosh, okay, number crunching, and then how fast can I get out to my football practice or my my yoga class or whatever it is that you enjoy on your Saturday mornings. Instead, if if you're, you know, defining it as, well, this is part of making us happier couple. Mm -hmm. I mean, who doesn't want to be a happier couple? I don't care how happy you are. You can always be happier sort of thing. So I just want to come back to that for a sec. Mm -hmm. All right. That being given, once you define your purpose, so so what is next, you ask? Well, this is going to sound really sort of, you know, ABC, but (laughs) who am I here for? Well, I'm here for myself, I hope, but I'm also here for my spouse. So it's, it's kind of the same thing, but not really, because what that one should remind you of and I, and I use the word should rarely, but advisedly this time, is mm-hmm. to listen, to keep an open mind, to be willing to respect ideas that aren't yours. Because what often happens is, especially with these sort of nitty gritty meetings, is you go in there with a set, an, an assumption that, well, it's going to be my way or the highway because my way is right and I'm better at this and I'm good at this. And, and we shut off the listening portion. Mm-hmm. That's a great way to lose a marriage. Uh, I'm thinking of this and I'm thinking of the purpose and I'm thinking about Mm -hmm. the fact that um, while, yes, it's to figure out what's left in the bank (laughs) bank account. um, But when you talk about purpose, I think we haven't really mentioned what that might be. And sometimes it's giving your spouse um, comfort that you're not broke or giving your comfort spouse that they can go out and afford groceries or um, whatever that might be. Um, it, it's beyond just what the uh, bottom line shows at, when you're done doing the accounting. And Absolutely. And that folds into the idea of what are we doing here? Well, I'm here for myself and my spouse and to build a better marriage or a happier marriage, however you want to see it, make ours even more solid than we already are. And we're pretty darn solid. Right under that, if you will, comes the give comfort, security, right. those sorts of things. Reassurance. Yes. Yes. And, and, and you know, we were using this example of at the kitchen table talking about the budget, but as we led into this entire conversation, it's really about marriage meetings, getting together and having these um, ongoing talks and communications with each other, because this is how you discover the larger purpose of where you are going as a couple and where yes. the individual's um, 
ambitions are and so on and so forth. So, And what we forget a lot, and it, it's just because of the pace of life and we all have stuff to do and it sometimes can be very overwhelming, is in that quasi-chaos. It's not really chaos because you know what you're doing basically, but it's easy to let slide things like marriage meetings. Mm -hmm. Whereas if you want to eventually buy that home or get a new car or fix the dishwasher or have babies, I mean, whatever it is that you're just, that you, that should be, needs to be up for discussion, you're going to have to have a meeting. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, it's funny. Okay. So this sounds a little cheesy, but, um, I've said it a hundred times and I will say it a hundred more. Uh, I try to practice what we preach here at Hitched. And uh, one of the things that my wife and I have done in the past is we have l- literally put down on the calendar uh, reminders on a regular ongoing basis to sit down and have conversations with each other. And in full honesty, like it didn't happen all the time, but it was Mm -hmm. on the calendar and we did execute on many, 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 many occasions. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we, you know, knock on wood have found ourselves in a decent position now where we don't feel we need the regular, let's sit down and have a talk. Mm -hmm. Um, But we have gotten to the point of comfort within our communication and our situation where if uh, Jess, my wife decides that, you know, she, she feels like we we're just not, we're not caught up on everything. We, we, there's some communication that needs to be done. She will say like, let's, you know, I want to go out, have some dinner and like have a chat tonight. Okay. <laughs> and the nice thing about this, and I feel like I've said this in the past, when this becomes part of the routine, when this becomes the norm, when you, when I hear those words, it's no longer like, Ah, crap. What, you know, yeah, what I do bomb? now. Yeah. What, what's the bomb that's going to drop? Instead, it's like, right. oh, cool. Let's go out and have a nice dinner and have a good talk. Right. And it changes um, all the baggage that sometimes comes with this type of scenario that we're talking about when, when it's not a regular or an accepted behavior within the relationship. Right. And you know it, what it's what it's reminding me of, Steve, is that there are few things more valuable than date night. Mm-hmm. Well, date night is something that most people have to regularly schedule. And just like with your, your, you know, scheduled meetings with Jess for talking about something, it may not always happen every single week because stuff occurs, but it happens enough that you establish a routine. And the same thing is true with these kind of quotes unquote business marriage meetings, which is if it happens, if you schedule it, it'll happen enough of the time so that it's just part and parcel of what you guys do. Right. And it's not threatening. It's not frightening. It's not, Oh God, let me out of this. It's just what you do. Like you brush your teeth or you, you know, go get a checkup. Yeah. And I think an important key to that is the intention is there. Um, yes. And, you know, I've said it, uh, this a million times, like uh, it, it shows a, a, that your relationship is a priority so much so that you, you're ca- trying to carve out time for it. And so it doesn't just slip away from you, which is so often the case. Yes. And that is so very important. I'll never forget. Someone said to me when they had um, gotten into a, a new relationship that was obviously leading to marriage. I said, well, somebody asked me, well, how'd you do it? How'd you do it? She said, simple. I made it a priority. Mm-hmm. I thought, whoa, <laughs> there's wisdom in what? Five words. <laughs> right. Well, you yeah. know, <laughs> it's funny too, because I know uh, we've talked about uh, this in the past about scheduling things, which is 
people seem to forget that when they first start dating and, and courting uh, their partner, it's nothing but scheduling time together. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. And boy, do we forget that. Right. And so it's like all of a sudden, and when you quote unquote schedule dates and expect to hook up at the end of the date, what are you, you're scheduling sex and people, when they get married, it's like, oh, that's so unromantic. I was like, what do you think you were doing before? (laughs) (laughs) And it felt pretty darn romantic then. (laughs) Right. Right. So anyways, um, absolutely. Um, okay. So let's move on. Yes. Uh, we were talking about the importance of listening, and it's certainly a key uh, communication skill at, at all times. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's next? What's next is another question. If you notice, all this is framed as questions, is right. what can I contribute? Okay? Because very easy to sit there and say, what can I get? But what can I contribute? What I mean by that is come prepared. Usually, uh, this sort of meeting is about a topic. And usually, you know, ahead of time, whether it's about, okay, should we have a second baby or should we, you know, do we need to move or whatever? These are topics and you know what they're going to be. So come prepared, meaning with ideas, possible solutions, stuff you can brainstorm, nothing set in cement. That's really, really important. Nothing where you're, boy, if I don't get it this way, forget about it. No, but come prepared. If you're looking at buying a a home, then for heaven's sakes, start looking at what it costs and what area you'd like to live in and are there schools nearby or whatever is your concern and all that sort of thing. So come prepared, be ready to contribute. Otherwise, you're just, you know, floating by the seat of your that's not a good metaphor. (laughs) (laughs) You're not floating by the seat of your pants, but you know what I'm saying. Yes, yes. It you know um, uh, just uh, on that flying, flying by the city flying yes that's what it is <laughs> um, uh, talking about you know if you wanted to buy a house for example as you know uh, Jess and I we we bought our first place um, last year and this was a long you know living in Southern California this was a long 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 time goal of ours um, and this was part of like the regular ongoing communication that we would constantly have. It was one of the marriage meetings and it was one of the main topics of the marriage meetings is like, what are we doing about our living situation and how are we going to change it? And, um, one of the things that we would do on a regular basis was we would, we would go to open houses, even though we could never afford these open houses. We loved going to the open houses and it was a time for us to spend time with one another and we would talk and dream and and we know from research that um future gazing is one of these like very good things to do in a relationship and etc cetera, etc cetera. and it and one day we literally just on a whim decided to check out an open house we were not in the market um actively I should say and we basically fell in love with the house that we eventually moved into. But it was because we were having this like ongoing conversation, this long-term goal of financial goal, the location, like you mentioned, like where we wanted Mm -hmm. to move, like all Mm -hmm. these things came into play. And and it Mm -hmm. worked out that while we weren't planning on buying a place last year, um, the, we had had so much communication. We had done so much planning. We had put ourselves in a position to where it became a possibility, even though it wasn't on our mind when we actually started to to step foot in the door for the first time. So, so really your answer to what can I contribute was enthusiastic participation by both of you. 
Love it. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> right. If I right. can put it in, you know, therapist terms, enthusiastic participation. And that is gold. I don't care which topic you're on. If you can come into it knowing that you're going to enthusiastically participate, you will make something wonderful out of it. Right. And I think this is, uh, I, I feel like this is going to be like the, this, <laughs> the me bragging episode. Um, but on that point, uh, my wife is big into gymnastics. Um, mm-hmm. She has a, a huge gymnastics podcast. And enthusiastically participating has been the secret to a lot of my success, I think you could say. Yes. Um, because she would take me to gymnastics meets. And I was like, okay, I'll, I'll go. And if I'm going to go, I'm not going to sulk about it the whole time. Like I want to be a willing enthusiastic participant. So I was, and I did this for many years and fast forward. My first book is with, a, a, a the coach of the program that we would go see. And it just goes to show like, you don't know where things will wind up if right. you, um, are an enthusiastic participant in the process. So, right. Yes. And that's for everything from the apparently non-exciting, like the budget, to the apparently exciting, like the home. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, so, uh, anything else you want to throw in here about the marriage meetings? Well, you can always ask yourself, what can I do in addition to my enthusiastic participation, all that good stuff to ensure the meeting success? For example, and this is something that not a lot of people think of, but, uh, being a writer and I know you are too, Steve, we would tend to think of is take notes. Mm. It's so easy to forget, especially if this is an ongoing topic, what was said. And I don't mean you have to be a secretary and take every every word down. That's not the point. But if, you know, if the two of you discussed, um, I don't know, that uh, an addition, we'd be able to park an additional 100 bucks in the savings account every month, maybe write that down. This is, you know, something we thought would be a good idea. Or if we saw this area that we like for possibility for a new home. Well, mark it down because in three months you may forget what it was that you talked about. Mm-hmm. So again, it's not a, it's not, this is not supposed to be an ordeal. I think of it as bullets, just bullets so that people have handy reminders of what it was that we already discussed. And we don't have to rehash that same old ground yeah. a million times, I love which that. is part of what, yeah, it's part of what makes meetings so annoying to people, which is We've talked about this, and we've talked about this, and we've talked about this to death. So it's like, okay, let's just pull up the notes that we have and, you know, a little scrawled piece of paper here. Oh, that's right. We already decided blah, blah. Are we still good with that? Great. Moving on. Um, Just to add to that, and this is not technically the same thing as keeping notes, but – and and again, I apologize for those longtime listeners because I feel I have mentioned this in the past – but one of the things that Jess and I did was um, on our first year of marriage, we took a picture of ourselves um, or had, you know, whatever. There, it was a picture of the two of us and we put it in a frame and this frame was like really long and had a lot of frame underneath it. So it's like a tiny picture up at the top and then a lot of wood frame below it. Uh, and we used that wood frame to make notes and goals of where wow. we wanted to be in 10 years. So when we hit our 10-year anniversary, what did we want to have accomplished or things that we wanted to do, experiences, things like that? And so um, I'm, I'm happy to say that. And they were like – some of them were like crazy ambitious. And uh, I mean we nailed like seven out of the 10 
Uh, wow. Right. Uh, and so it was, it's like, it was pretty cool. Uh, and so I, I mean, it's, it was also nice to have the, that reminder up and out of like, where are we trying to go? What are we trying to do? And I think so many people in today's, uh, current environment and, and climate and everything is they're just trying to survive. Um, and it's just trying to get to the next day. And, and while that, I do think that's important. I, I like, I understand that. Um, I, I feel like it is re- also really important to have that like long term projection in front of you on a regular ongoing basis as a reminder of saying like, why am I doing this day to day stuff? Where am I trying to get to? And if yes. the daily isn't working properly, then what, how can I change that going forward? Yes. And sometimes it means tweaking that long-term goal. Right, right. And, you know, that's, you know, the, I, while it would have been great to hit every single bullet point that we had put on that frame, um, I have to tell you, like, I am ecstatic that we hit as many as we did. So Yes, uh, absolutely. Like, the, like, it was just one of those things where I was like, wow, like, whenever we feel down of like, uh, what, what are we doing? I can look at that picture frame and just be like, man, look where we, how far we've come. Mm-hmm. Like these were, these were like the biggest dreams we could think of that we yes. thought were within, within the realm of possibility. You know, it's right. not like we put on become trillionaires or anything. It was, right. it was stuff right. that we thought we could accomplish and things we wanted to do. So for example, yes. like one of the things was like attending a world championships in a foreign country or something like that. And we right. did it. we've done it like multiple yes. times, you know? Yes. Um, so it's just like things like that, that worked a, a, a home, having a home. That was another one of them that was on the list. And we, but you we see, slid under the wire on that. <laughs> yes. I think one of the things that's really important to keep in mind is that you had these written down where you could see them. Right. Right. And we forget the power of the subconscious mind. Whatever you stick in front of your face, your subconscious mind is going to grab it even without you literally looking at it. Your subconscious mind, as you pass by, picks it up and uh-huh. reinforces it. Whatever the it happens to be, which, oh, by the way, is why vision boards work. Um, it's not necessarily because people pour over them every day. You don't have to. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's your subconscious mind. So what you guys did is, in addition to formulating these long-term goals and setting some sort of time, I wouldn't say limit, but time hope with right. it. Oh, that's great. Um, yeah. And then having it where you could see it. Yes. Those are all important components for anyone who wants, as a couple, to achieve stuff. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna offer a spoiler alert really quick here. Um, so this is this is relevant to our conversation. There's a Netflix show called Magic for Humans, um, and it's just a magician. And he does like a lot of street magic and stuff, and <coughs> talking about the subliminal messaging. So mm-hmm. there's a trick again. Spoiler. <laughs> um, <laughs> So there's a trick that he does where he goes, and I don't remember the whole crux of it, but basically he asks people to name any celebrity, any celebrity at all. Mm-hmm. And he, and, or th- I'm sorry, to think of think a celebrity. Of, right, right. Right. He writes it down and then they tell him out loud and he turns the paper over and every single one of them, like not, I don't know how many because of editing and stuff, but like sure. very regularly, everybody was saying Tom Hanks. Of all the celebrities that they could have thought of. Oh, how interesting. And he goes back, and this is the the plus side of the editing, is he goes back and he shows, I had primed them. I had subliminally told them uh-huh. to choose Tom Hanks. And he talked, and, he, and you can see the language of 
big and saving private Ryan and splash. And and he goes through and you can see how he interweaves in his communication, all these Tom Hanks movie titles. Right. And when they then ask them to, okay, so get, get me any celebrity you can think of. Everybody's instant thought was Tom Hanks. Of course. And so this like subliminal, having these goals and aspirations and having them around you at all times. And you don't know the power of it. And like, it really does have an impact. And I thought that was like a very good example of how powerful, uh, and that can, that kind of a thing can be. So. Absolutely. Absolutely. Beautiful example. Um, okay. This, uh, this was fun. Noel, uh, was there anything else that you wanted to add before uh, we button this one up? Nope. I just appreciate the opportunity to share this stuff because, as you said, it is fun. (laughs) Always, always uh, my pleasure, our pleasure. And thank you so much for always sharing your wisdom. And before you go, I do want to remind everyone listening who, uh, that you are a clinical psychologist, a consultant, a popular speaker in the U.S. and abroad, an author of uh, over a dozen best-selling books. Um, your most recent um, relationship book is Happy, Healthy, Dead. Why What You Think You Know About Eight... I'm, it's not a relationship book. <laughs> <laughs> Um, happy your your most really recent book um, wide widely known book is happy healthy dead why what you think you know about aging is wrong and how to get it right um, you can get more information at her website noelnelson.com and from the book happy healthy dead noel started a group called meet the amazings and you can follow that group at facebook.com forward slash meet the amazings and of course you can find noel on twitter at dr noel nelson and if uh, this is all too much to remember of course please visit hitchmag.com we have links to Noelle's website, Noelle's books, uh, thousands of articles, hundreds of podcasts, and much, much more. So hopefully you check that out. And so with that, it's going to wrap this one up. Thank you one last time, Noelle. Thank you, Steve. And until next time, take care, everybody. Heads of all our worries and fears. Now we know it's go time.